Money FM 89.3, best of drive time. Money FM 89.3, it is drive time with Elliot Danka, Timothy Go, and Chua Tian Tian. It is now time for Market View. Right, but first a quick recap of how we started the day. Singapore shares slipped when trading began, tracking a sell-off on Wall Street. Uh, that's amid fears that the US Federal Reserve would keep interest rates high longer than needed. And the Straits Times Index headed down 0.4% in early trade to 3,373 points. Some 56.9 million securities changed hands early on. Let's take a look at the closing numbers. The benchmark STI closed down 0.86% at 3 3,359 points. Value turnover wise, we're looking at 976 million Sing dollars. Gainers trail losers 274 versus 276. Top advances for the day Shangri La Hong Kong dollars, Pegasus Spec and New Incorporation USD. Top decliners GMH, Jardin Cycle and Carriage, as well as UOB. Now, some notable names seeing developments today include uh, the Singapore Exchange, which reported a 30.1% increase in net profit for the first half of FY 2023. Lots to watch. Joining us as we break down all that market action, Terence Wong, CEO of Azure Capital. Terence, welcome to the show. Hi, Tian Tian. Hi, guys. Uh, and Terence, let's start with the Singapore stock market as usual. How do you think uh, the SDI has fed so far and how will it end the week? Uh, well, for hmm. I, I guess for the week, it's been kind of like ups, downs. But for the, for the year to date, uh, you know, the it's a rising tide that lifted uh, practically all boats. Uh, we have the REITs and technology stocks making a very good comeback. Um, then there's also the banks. Actually, the REITs were coming back because uh, I, I think the markets are looking ahead and thinking that interest rates will come off because inflation has been pretty uh, pretty much tamed, or at least the market is thinking it is tamed. right? Uh, but on the flip side, uh, interest rates continue to still inch up the the fastest increase is behind us. You know the time where the the Fed is increasing by seventy five bips, fifty mm. bips. Uh, but uh, now it's slowing, but it's still uh, increasing. And I think that that benefit uh, that benefits the banks. So you you can see uh, the lights of the banks as well as the REITs uh, going up. Uh, but mm. of course, uh, yes. Yesterday, uh, the last couple of days, uh, REITs have given up some of its gains. I believe it's one of the best asset classes uh, on the SGX. And that is largely because uh, they, they feel that uh, interest rates will not come off as quickly as the market is expecting. Yeah, and zooming in on the companies to watch, Terence, we do see a unit of capital land selling its stake in Willowville. And Willowville, uh, as far as I understand, is an investment holding company. So what is the significance of this move? Well, the real estate market in Vietnam uh, is actually facing some issues, some difficulties uh, due to a crackdown on irregularities in the corporate bond market. Uh, but generally, I believe that uh, what S- uh, Keppel Land is doing right now is uh, aligned with what Keppel Group, the parent, mm-hmm. uh, has been talking about uh, the last two, three years. They've been talking about uh, an asset monetization program uh, as of January this year, Keppel has already collected, I believe, to a tune of 3.6 billion out of around 4.6 billion they've announced to date. And uh, if you look at uh, Keppel Land's corporate actions over the last several months, mm. they have been selling stakes, uh, some to a tune also like uh, to the tune of 100%, uh, like what we just saw in Willowville. Right. And on the earnings front, I do want to look at 
SGX as well. SGX reporting a 30.1% increase in net profit. We're looking at $284 million for the first half of FY 2023. Was that in line with your expectations and what's the outlook ahead? Well, the headline numbers look great, right? Yeah. 30% increase in net profit. Uh, but if you strip out all the non-core, the one-offs, uh, net profit uh, after tax uh, is up uh, more meager, 7%. Year on year, and this is below market expectations mm. uh, of around 11 to 12 percent uh, of core net profit. Uh, this shortfall was probably due to, you know, an only uh, 10 percent increase in the derivatives business. Uh, analysts were expecting more than that. Uh, otherwise, with uh, lower list, uh, with lower listing that the market already knows we should come to expect a lower listing-related revenue. This is expected. Uh, looking ahead, uh, China's reopening could possibly lead to uh, higher risk management actions that could uh, be positive for SGX uh, derivatives business. Cash equities are uh, not, uh, not exactly optimistic, you know, expecting mm. a volatile year this year. All right. If you're just tuning in, we are now speaking to Terence Wong, CEO of Azure Capital. Well, Terence, let's look at Fraser's property. The company achieving a pre-sale revenue of $2.7 billion across countries including Singapore, Australia, China, Thailand, and Q1 ended December. Uh, what is the outlook ahead? Well, I think for Fraser's Centerpoint, uh, Fraser's property, sorry, yeah. it's a uh, strong point is in all the the strongest geographies are in Singapore and Australia. They account for 80% of the total. You mentioned $2.7 billion. Uh, these pre-sale numbers are good numbers, mm. uh, but pre-sale revenue is really looking at the rearview mirror. You know, it does very little for the stock price because I, I think progressively investors or, or people already know they have been racking up uh, good, solid numbers. Uh, and I think what investors are more concerned about is what happens in the future. The thing about Fraser's property is that it is uh, very, very thinly traded, uh, hardly any free float. We are yeah. talking about 11%. They're about circa 11%. And, and with 11%, some people are going, wow, it's so close. You know, they're celebrating and thinking of privatization. Uh, that can happen. Uh, it may be mm. tomorrow, next month, next year, or never, right? So it's really anybody's guess. Uh, but if you look down at the fundamentals, mm. uh, the NAV for the for the company, it is trading at an attractive uh, price to NAV of about 0.34 times. Right. Um, and another similar case I, I could think of is Hong, Hong Kong land. Uh, not too long ago, uh, this, this stock, uh, which you know counts many pedigree blue chip buildings in mm. Hong Kong in Singapore, you know, uh, they, it was trading at 0.25 times. Uh, but after a series of uh, share buybacks, uh, that has propped the numbers over to 0.3 times. Uh, but in, in uh, Fraser's properties' uh, point of view, it is more difficult to execute share buybacks uh, because of the very, very low liquidity or low free float left in the company. Right, and before we let you go, Terence, key members of US Fed, they have lined up this week to acknowledge that even though there is progress in the battle against inflation, rates will be higher for longer. But mm. at the same time, we do see uh, other countries, analysts expecting the BOK to cut benchmark interest rates. So what will be the implications of the difference in policy approaches? Well, I, I think it is still very, very patchy. I mean, it looks, the inflation situation looks uh, a lot better than it was, say, four or five months ago. Uh, but still, like I say, it's not exactly clear-cut. 
for example, you have uh, officials in ECB uh, saying that you know inflation is peakish and uh, that they will be bringing uh, their, their policy rates to a neutral range. Then on the other end, uh, you have the Reserve Bank of Australia raising rates to 3.35% this week and guiding for more uh, mm. increases to tame inflation, right? And and as you mentioned, Korea is just right uh, and they are cutting rates. So as for the Fed, it is expected to stick to rate increases uh, that is on the back of, you know, the lowest, lowest levels of uh, employment in 50 years. Mm. So uh, with all this uncertainty, uh, Really, we, uh, like I said, even the policymakers may not be able to guess where inflation is going to be. Uh, this leads to uncertainty, and this uncertainty, I think, will actually uh, lead to a bout of volatility in the market. Mm. So investors should also be very, very careful, be very, very wary. Right. Thanks very much, Terence, for the insights. That was Terence Wong, CEO of Azure Capital. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Thanks so much, Tian Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.